What's up, everyone? I'm Ursula, and I want to welcome you to the You Are Strong podcast. In this space, I will share my experiences in reinventing my life, and I will not leave out any of the juicy details. Today in this episode, we're going to get real and raw about relationships. The relationship that you have with yourself, the intimate relationship that you have with your significant other, the relationships that you have with your family and friends. So let's get ready to ride on this relationship roller coaster. What's up, everyone? Ursula here, and today we are going to be talking about relationships. We've all most likely heard of the five love languages. Words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, and receiving gifts. If you haven't heard of these five love languages, you can get on trusty Google and take the test to find out what your love language is. My top love language is words of affirmation, which basically means I like unsolicited compliments. Kind, encouraging, and positive words about how amazing I am send me to the moon. Next for me is quality time, sharing quality conversation and activities together with people that I cherish without any distractions. Then is acts of service, receiving gifts, and at the bottom for me is physical touch. My husband's top two love languages are physical touch, don't think I really need to give that one an explanation, as well as quality time. Then for him, it's acts of service, words of affirmation, and receiving gifts. Now, where I think these love languages can get a little messy is we typically show love the way that we want to receive it. I am definitely your girl if you need compliments or someone to cheer you on. Rob and I are congruent in the quality time category. However, we aren't when it comes to our number one way of wanting to receive love with mine being words of affirmation and his being physical touch. These love languages aren't only for your significant others. They can also extend to other relationships with your parents, your siblings, other family members, and even your friends. What I take from these five love languages and the test that you can take is yes, it's great insight on how you want to receive love and maybe looking a little deeper and seeing that how you want to receive it is actually how you're showing it, but it's not the holy grail. I think it's a small pixel of a bigger picture. So now let's get into the bigger picture and how you can start seeing things differently when it comes to your relationships with the people in your life. One of my very best friends and I were talking about our husbands and how they don't always show us love in the way that we want them to. Overall, my husband and hers, they're great guys, but dang it, we still want more. (laughs) My girlfriend mentioned one day while we were talking I want XYZ, and he keeps giving me ABC. And I was like, yes, that is such a great analogy. I love it. So an example of this in my own life is I want Rob, that's my husband, to plan date nights, be thoughtful and randomly buy me something or write me a poem. Think outside of the box, dude, and just do something special for me. Now, I want you to see here. Those things that I had mentioned actually revolve around the love languages of receiving gifts and acts of service, which were towards the bottom of my list. So again, going back to 
The love languages are not the holy grail. The ABC that he gives me is that he's a loyal husband, he's a great father, and you guys are going to get a kick out of this one. He'll say, well, obviously, I love you because we're still married. I mean, really, babe? Thanks. So my girlfriend and I laugh about this, and we say, you know, 20 years from now, the four of us, her and her husband, Rob and I will continue to sit around the table and talk about how we want XYZ, and they keep giving us ABC. You know what? It is never going to change. Or will it? Keep listening to find out. I want to add in a caveat here and talk about wants and needs. I'm in a relationship where my needs are met. For me, wants are the luxury and needs are a must. If my husband wasn't providing me with the needs, we might not be destined to be with one another for the long haul. So what I want to encourage you to do is grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down what you need. I'm emphasizing need in a relationship. Most of the time, these needs can trickle down into your needs within any relationship. So it doesn't just have to be an intimate one. Get clear with what you absolutely need in a relationship, write it down, and if you come across someone who's raising some red flags and not giving you what you need, it's time to let that person go before you're in too deep. Okay, let's get back to the I want XYZ, but I keep getting ABC. Originally, I was all about this analogy. Rob is my significant other, should be willing to give me what I want. My friends and family members should also be willing to sacrifice who they are and just do what I want them to do. I give of myself at times and go against my nature to give Rob, friends, and family members what they want. So why can't they do these things for me? What did you hear in the words that I just said? I hear lots of want, 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 as well as me thinking people should change who they are in order to give me what I want. And that I wasn't setting my own boundaries by going against my nature to give to others and then holding it against them. Oh, sounds pretty stressful and damaging to my spirit. If I keep focusing on these wants, which are luxuries, not things I absolutely need, who am I hurting? Myself. I was getting myself all aggravated over shit that was never going to change. In my two-year transformation process, I decided I'm going to grab the bull by the horns and realize that I'm the one that needs to change. If I want to live in peace and feel comfort rather than rage in my heart, the only person I can change is myself. How do we change How do we fix being fixated on these wants? How do we change the way we're viewing things, see more clearly? I can only share with you what I did and what has worked for me in hopes that it can work for you. I sat down and I thought long and hard about the meaning behind the wants. I realized I was placing a lot of value on them. If I don't get those wants, that X, Y, Z, That means I'm not valued, I'm not appreciated, and I'm not loved. Light bulb moment in my brain. My wounds are being triggered, 
and I'm placing my trauma, my codependency and control issues, my negative self-talk onto others, creating this story in my head that if they don't do or say things the way I think they should, they must not value or appreciate me. So first thing I had to do was take ownership of my value and tell myself I am enough. I don't need to look to rob my friends or family members to give me what I want so I feel value, appreciated, and love. I need to do that for myself first. I am enough has been my mantra for a long time now. Whenever I feel those old wounds creeping in, I repeat, I am enough, I am enough. Then I had to start thinking about how I overextend myself and I needed to set my own boundaries. It is part of my character to be helpful and to be there for people. However, I realized sometimes I was being helpful to others and putting myself on the back burner And then I'd have resentment towards the people I helped. Well, my resentment is not fair to those people. I had to take responsibility in making the choice to help because I could have said no. Now I am putting myself first. And sometimes I have to tell my friends and family members, no. I no longer feel guilt because I am enough. And I no longer feel resentment because I stand firm in the boundaries I set for my overall mental health. Next, I had to start seeing through a different lens. My lens was fogged with my wounds and my old programming. So I literally had to write down in my journal, how does, and I'll just go with Rob because he's my husband and I can talk about him on here. How does Rob show me value? How does he show me value in the way that works for him? I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote in my journal. I put bullet points. He goes to work. He is our financial provider. He values me staying at home. He allows for me to be on whatever journey I need to be on to better my health, mind, and body. He allows me to have time to myself. I wrote, I'm trying to control how he shows me value by thinking he needs to show me in the same ways I show him. Hooey! Just writing that stuff down was so cathartic. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm complaining because he doesn't plan dates the same way that I would plan them, or because he's not always super thoughtful and thinking outside the box and coming home with a gift for me. Come on, Ursula. I was able to see more clearly through my foggy lens after writing down how he shows me value, appreciation, and love in a way that is natural for him. And you know what, guys? The only reason why I remembered what my wants, my XYZs were, is because I wrote them down in the journal I just read from to you. After I wrote down how he values me, All of a sudden, all those wants disappeared from my mind. You got to come to terms with you may not always get what you want. You have to see things from a different viewpoint. I want to make it clear that the things that I was getting myself all worked up over were wants. You 100% deserve everything that you need with your wants sprinkled in. And I want to take this opportunity to also say, 
that there is no one person on this earth, on this planet, (laughs) that can give you all your wants and needs. That is why it's nice to have a tribe of people around you. I go to different people within my tribe to fulfill me. My husband fulfills safety, security, and love. He most likely won't give me the words of affirmation I need, but I know who to go to to get my compliment cup filled. And I don't hold that against my husband. If you have an expectation that one person can fulfill everything, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. So let's recap. The five love languages, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, and receiving gifts. Take the test, find out what your love language is, just as a piece of information to have in your back pocket. Think about how you're showing love to others. Is it the way you'd like to receive love back? Get clear on what you absolutely need in a relationship. I'm a believer that wants are a luxury and needs are a no exception, a must have in a relationship. If you find that some of your needs aren't being met by someone, you're going to have to communicate with that person. Tell them I absolutely need dot, 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 dot in my relationship. If they're not willing to respect that, you may have to detach yourself from that person. This doesn't necessarily mean that this person is bad. It just means that they're not part of your A-team or like Brene Brown says, in the arena with you. I have lots of acquaintances, but I only have a handful of people that are willing to be in the arena with me. This rolls nicely into remembering the only person that you can change is yourself. Take ownership of your value. Think of a mantra that works for you. Maybe it's like mine. I am enough. Or maybe it's I am strong or I am capable Whatever it is for you, you need to value yourself first. Once you start valuing yourself, you will naturally flow into setting boundaries, taking responsibility for the choices that you chose to make in the past that didn't serve you, that didn't bring you joy, that didn't make you happy. Put yourself first. I know that it can be hard and you might think, this is kind of selfish, But if you're harboring resentment, anger, judgment in your heart over the choices you make, that is not serving you or anyone else. Just like I said in regards to your needs, this is how you'll weed out those people who aren't on your team. Same thing goes when it comes to boundaries. The people in the arena with you, they have boundaries and they would expect for you to have them too. Now, this is way easier said than done, but in order to clear your lens, you most likely need to check in with your wounds and old programming. In a future episode on this podcast, we'll dive deeper into wounds and old programming, but for now, let's just scratch the surface. Think about your, I want XYZ, but keep getting ABC. What does that mean for you? Can you dig a little deeper into figuring out what your XYZ really means? Like, what is the real meaning behind that XYZ? Remember, for me, it meant value, appreciation, and love. Then you'll need to come to terms with the only person you can change is yourself. I changed by realizing I was projecting my wounds onto others. So I then chose to see things differently 
by writing down how I am shown value, appreciation, and love for my husband and the close circle of people in my life. Remembering, you 100% deserve everything that you need with the occasional wants sprinkled on top. Last but not least, you need a tribe of people around you. Once you've figured out your needs, started valuing yourself, setting boundaries, and working on understanding your wounds, the people who are still surrounding you, those are the people in your ride or die tribe. Remember, not one person is able to fulfill your every need, and it wouldn't be fair to expect that from one person. And this is why you have your ride or die tribe. Remember, I said it's never going to change. And if you kept listening, I think you probably realized the thing that changed was me. Therefore, there can be change, but it has to start with you. Oh, relationships, they are so fascinating. The one you have with yourself along with the one that you have with other people. Like I said in episode one, though, you can't have a fulfilling relationship with anyone else until you have one with yourself. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you'd like to share it with friends or family, please do. Also, subscribe, leave a rating and a comment. I would love to connect with you. I hope that the life experiences and tips I shared in this episode bring you closer to understanding yourself, your partner, your family members, and friends. I'm thankful and grateful for the process because now I can see with my heart. Sending all of you love and light. See you on the next episode.